0: It is my turn, right? Okay. I just all looked at me like, "What are you doing up here?" It is our uh, pursuit of God's ambition to one, one day be before our Creator, with that fullness of freedom and grace and love and, and joy. What we seek to have a taste of as we gather um, together. That's uh, what is, I think, created within us as our our ambition, our highest ambition, our our strongest desire, our our greatest drive is to be before God and, and to enjoy Him forever. You know, there are a lot of, of ambitions. And for us, for ambition, as we've been pursuing that the last several weeks, we've had the, the visual, the picture, the metaphor of a ladder. And, and that's a good uh, metaphor for ambition, that we're, we're climbing a ladder. But what we really want to be sure as we pursue godly ambitions, that, that our ladder is against the right wall. Because you know, we can be climbing a ladder and it be against the wrong wall. And we can work all that we need to get to the top and then find out that at the end it's destruction. At the end it's, it's meaningless. And, and miss out on the, the, the beauty and the, the glory that, that God would have. You, know, you you We've talked about how there, each one of us also have ambitions within us. Ambitions in accordance with our gifts and abilities and passions that God has given to us. You know, and so if your ambition is one that is mechanically minded and working with your hands and you know, wanting to repair things and, and, and to, to, to make things, it probably isn't a good idea that you specialize in 8-track tape players or technology. For some of you, you don't even know what that means. You've never even seen one. It's, it wouldn't be a good idea if you were in sales today and would love to be with people and to, to really support them and encourage them and, and, and that's how you wanted to sell, uh, to, to be in the sales of typewriters. You know, you're just not going to get very far um, today. That would be putting the ambition uh, against the wrong wall. Yeah, well, you can have an ambition uh, that to, to climb the, the the highest peak at Mount Everest. Well, yeah, and you can do all the training, get all the, the equipment, get the right team in place. But if you start at the base of the wrong peak. Then it doesn't matter because you get to the top and you're going to say, oops. There's the tallest peak right there. And so we, we've been pursuing God's ambition because we want to be sure that that desire within us to climb, that desire to make our way, to, to have an impact, we, we want to be sure it's against the right wall. That when we, we start the, the, the journey, we're at the base of the right peak. Because the results of God's ambition are, are, are joy, fulfillment, you know, celebration. A satisfaction of, of being and doing who we were created to be and what we were created to do. And our passage today in Matthew 25 gives us a, a peek at that. One of the, the parables of, of Jesus that he gives to us that's at the, the top of the ladder, it's at the top of the wall. It's, it's at the, the peak. And and he says this is what is meaningful. In the e- e- eternal realm. This, the, these are the, the values of God, in a sense, the, the values of heaven. It's Matthew chapter 25, starting with verse 31, and, and one where we see the result of godly ambition and the results of ambition that is not of God. It's found on page 807 in your pew bible you can turn there or if you got it on your phone or ipad whatever flip there whatever you want to do matthew 25 verse 31 it, it just be sure if you got it, it's on your ipad or phone that that's the only thing on um, right now let's pray gracious god thank you for your written word that you speak to us of what is of eternal value and meaning and, and purpose. That you, you love us so much, you give us the right wall, the right peak. And so we, we pray now, Lord, that your spirit would be continually uh, molding our desires, molding our ambitions, uh, speaking to us, each one of us, what we need to hear um, from you. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Matthew 25, starting with verse 31. Hear the word of the Lord. When the Son of Man comes in His glory, and all the angels with Him, then He will sit on the throne of His glory. All the nations will be gathered before Him, and He will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. Just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand. You that are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. you did not do it unto me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now there's three, three basic items as we, we look through this passage. One is, highlights with clarity a godly ambition. What is at the, the, the top of the wall in a sense, highlights then, uh, secondly and thirdly, the results of when those live into those ambitions and the results when we don't. Now, the godly ambition is rather clear. This is what God desires. This is what God has created for us. This is what what God longs for us to participate in because this is in line with God's nature. This is in line with the, the values of heaven. It's when we care for those who are in need, those who are broken, those who are lost that's what he celebrates that 's the, the ambition that God desires for us to, to reach out to those that are oppressed and, and, and marginalized, those that are they're on the fringe, those that are friendless. it's the way of Jesus. I mean, it 's what he told us as well it 's what he did. Remember, he said that if you want life, if you want to, to have life, then let it go. Give it away. Because if you, you try to keep it, if you try to hoard it, then you're going to lose it. But if you want it, if you want life, then, then give it away. That's what James said in the beginning of his letter, where he said, What is true religion but to care for the widows, for the orphans? In a sense, in the first century, the poster children of those that had no resource, no power, no voice in their day. Let's look again at the the passage. Uh, When Jesus telling this, this parable that the, the king then tells to, to those on his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my Father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. I mean, this is celebration, symbols, band, orchestra, the whole bit. But look, listen to who the recipients are of this, this caring for others. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. To, to which the those that are hearing this saying, you know, I appreciate this. It's really nice, but... They're even honest. I would have just said, cool, okay, great. Uh, whatever you say. I don't remember seeing you. Don't know what you look like. Maybe you had a beard or something. But... I don't remember you. They were like, listen, this is great and all the rest, but I don't remember f- giving you a cup of water. I don't remember visiting you in prison. I, I don't remember seeing you. To them, which Jesus says, truly, I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it unto me. In a way, this this pursuing this ambition of God, caring for those that are are the the least among us, who are who are are broken, who are lost, is just like prayer. It's just like Bible study. We we, just like worship. I mean, we encounter the living Christ in caring for those that are broken, those that are that are lost. Because as we do it unto the least of these, we do it unto Jesus. That, that we encounter Jesus in caring for those who are, in being a friend to those who are the friendless, in being an advocate for those who have no voice. This is, in a sense, the end game, not only for those that are followers of Jesus, but, but for the church how we care for the least and the broken. I mean, it's this ambition that is why we as a church participate in like the Interfaith Hospitality Network where we care for families who are homeless because we're seeking to care for Jesus and to encounter Jesus in those interactions. It's why we come alongside tutoring children in need of help, whether it's Treehouse or Whiz Kids, to help them learn to, to read and, and to write and to add and subtract. It's why we, we host Hilltoppers, a meal once a month here during the day, that the, uh, for those that are in nursing homes and those that are elderly in our community. Because it's the, the one one time that they can get out and enjoy a program and enjoy one another. Those that are largely forgotten. It's why at the, the block party we have a, a prayer tent. It's why we have a healing service uh, tonight. In order to in- encounter and come alongside those who are at this particular moment broken or hungry, lost, distraught, troubled. It's why we we support global mission workers who go and take the the good news of Jesus to those who've never heard His name before. It's why those who are at work in certain areas are even willing to face possible persecution to do that. Why Kathy Angie is is in Hungary right now for the next month or so coming alongside the, the, the Roma women, the gypsy women of Hungary who have no legal standing in their country, can't even get a bank account to save their money in the banks. And so she's going and playing bankers. one of the things she's doing with them, just simply saying, give me your money, I'll put it in an account in the states. So she's the one that's playing banker for them and coming alongside them. Or like Diane Fowler, who was here about a month or two ago, Back in Turkey now, working alongside those who are physically challenged, uh, started the, the first um, wheelchair tennis team in Turkey and now has um, just exploded into all kinds of ministries and opportunities with those who are physically handicapped and physically challenged because we, we seek to pursue this godly ambition. It's why we, we, we seek to, to come alongside those particularly in need, whatever that might be in this particular moment. The godly ambition is to to live our lives in the ways of Jesus, to care for those who are hurting right now. Now, I almost didn't read the second part of the passage, you know, the part about the judgment. Because that's just sort of not cool today, you know. It's just not, it's sort of not, not in, not, not in statements, but I, uh, my charge is not to be cool or in, and I know many of you say I do that really well, <laughs> but to present clearly as I can what the word says. And the word is clear that there is a sense of God's judgment, God's assessment, God's discernment and evaluation on those that don't follow his ambitions. But really, I want to offer to you that God's word of judgment for us right now, for anyone who reads it, this side of judgment is really good news. If I'm driving along the car and I hear on the radio, you know, there, there is construction on 75 and the, the bridge is backed up all the way to Minnesota, you know, then I'm really thankful that I hear that good news and say, well, you know, I think I'll choose another path. The, the, the pictures of God's judgment are warnings to us for our own salvation. For our own rescue. To lead us to the ways that are joy-filled and life-giving. And that's what this picture of God's judgment, God's discernment is. He's he's making it clear to us, this is not what I value. This is not the the eternal values, the ambitions of heaven. On the flip side, this is. Here is where you find satisfaction, contentment, happiness, and joy. This is where you find what you were created to do. This is where you find what is of eternal value and meaning. This is, this is the right wall to put your ladder on. With your Ambitions. And it's important to recognize that this isn't because of some arbitrary judgment of some despot, some, you know, all-powerful force. It's the reason that this is the judgment, the reason that this assessment, one, leads to destruction and the other leads to life is because it's the very nature of our Creator. I mean, we were created in the image of God and it's the very nature of God that leads in this love. And none of us would be here if that weren't the case. Because in the eyes of God, we are all broken, lost, hungry, naked, and in prison. And so we have received... This is the very nature of God that in Christ we get to participate in. And so if we are then participating in the very nature of the one who created us, then that will lead to a joy and a fulfillment and a satisfaction. A result of life to the full. That's why God uses such harsh, real terms Because it's what is real. It's what is true. It's in Hebrews 12. That we're. Presented with that very nature that of Jesus in that way. Hebrews 12 verse 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely. And let us run with perseverance. The race that is set before us. Look into Jesus. The pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Who for the sake of the joy. That was set before him. Endured the cross. Disregarding its shame. And has taken his seat at the right hand. Of the throne of God. For the joy that was set before him. The results of joy. And it's not just that, that joy when we see him face to face. But even in this life, there is, there is joy that we encounter. Again, that, that, that taste, that, that, that peak of that joy. I was just talking to Ed Loop, and, and they, they went to, he and, and Shannon and uh, I think it was Moses went to go see Joseph, who's in prison. Um, and I can never say Chillicothe. Is that how you say? Okay. And, you know, and they're you know, all uh, members here. And, and Ed was saying, you know, we go thinking we're going to encourage Joseph, that we're, we're going to support him and help him. And it never fails that after we visit Joseph, we leave more joyous than when we arrived. And there are times... When as we are climbing the ladder of God's ambition of caring for those in our midst in real concrete ways, that that's the case. There are other times that it isn't. That doesn't make it any more real and true that that's the ambition of God for us. The other great news about this, that this is God's ambition for us, is that Anybody and everybody can do it. Amen. Anybody and everybody can do it. It, it does not take a certain mental capacity. It does not take a, a certain physical ability. You know, I've I really always wanted to live close to the rim, if you know what I mean, in basketball. And, you know Love to be able to dunk a basket is just not going to happen. I don't care how much I train, how much I want to work. I don't care how many films I watch, what I read and all the rest. is just never going to happen. Don't laugh because a lot of y'all are in the same place. Yeah, You might really want to be the star singer you know an x factor or america's got talent or whichever one of the 15 billion now shows there are like that but yeah it's not going to happen for me and it's not going to happen for many of you i've sat with you and sung with many of you <laughs> we give a joyous noise But you know, it's just, uh, you know, we can want it and train and do all we want and learn the music, but it's just not going to happen. But when it comes to the ambition that God has for His church and for His people, everybody can do it. It does not take a special gift or a certain ability. We all are able to participate. We're all able to climb this ladder that's on the wall of God's ambition we all get to share in the results of the celebration and the beauty of God as we participate in his ambition. Amen.